0: Jewish audio on Kaban.org. We continue to study the laws of toyin venit and the laws of claimants, the kind of stuff that unfolds in a court of law. We've been talking about the concept of Akkod Varpesha, the idea of a claim and the claim that's registered and the kind of claim that requires a response. And as we have discussed, there are two kinds of claims. For for the three hundred and sixth year of Rambam, we're going to talk about the the reiterate once again that when somebody makes a claim, if the claim is backed up with a contract, if the claim is backed up with witnesses who give testimony, then that claim must be answered in the form of remuneration. You cannot simply dismiss the claim. So I I, I don't believe that it, it, that that contract doesn't look real to me, unless you have some way to prove that you have in fact alleviated this claim, either maybe made payment, or unless you can prove that that contract is in fact false, you're going to have to respond by paying. That's that's what we go to a court for, to find out. Now, what happens if uh, I have a claim? And the reason we know I have a claim is because you responded acknowledging the fact that I am a claimant. So if you deny that I am a claimant, as we've learned, I'm just reiterating, if you deny that I'm a claimant altogether... Well, in that case, I, I I have no leg to stand on. I have no proof. I have no witnesses. I have no contract. It's my word against your word. I say I have a claim. You say I don't have a claim. Well then, legally speaking, I am not a claimant. However, we learned, when there is a hoi do'o when the other side responds by saying yes, you are a claimant or or, or were a claimant but it's not the kind of claim that you're making. It's far less so you claim a certain amount of money but we actually are going to admit to a fraction of that. In that case, you have acknowledged that I am a claimant. The discussion is only whether or not it's as large as I say the claim is or as small as you say the claim is. This is the basic rubric that we've been working within. So, for today I want to share with you a, a practical halacha. Something that, that we, we learn, really, in the Shulchan Aruch, when talking about the laws of Torah that in That in the secondary reality, where my claim is backed up by virtue of your acknowledgement of the claim, you are not, are not required to pay or to respond by being indebted to my claim. But what you do owe me is the Shavuah. You do owe me the oath which is made in court. Bamed var When is all of this relevant? When does your partial admission, which makes me into a claimant and gives me a legal position, when is that meaningful? Only when the toiveya, only when the, the one who comes and lays the claim is speaking with full confidence and with certainty. What's called in the language of our sages, a teviyas vada'i. So if, if Ruven comes along and he says, Shimon, you owe me a thousand dollars. And Shimon responds and says, No, I owe you two hundred and fifty dollars. I owe you five hundred dollars. I do not owe you a thousand dollars. I owe you a fraction of that which you claim. Well, since Ruven makes a claim, and Shimon, in fact, corroborates that the, the fact that Ruven has a claim. He doesn't corroborate Ruven's claim. Reuven's claim is far larger. But he corroborates the idea, the notion, that Ruven is a claimant. So the money he agrees or admits he owes, he has to pay immediately, whether it's 20%, 50%, whatever that is. And on the other percentage, we learn that Shimon is going to have to respond by making an oath, by giving a Shavuah. This is only the case when Reuven's claim is one of certainty. But if Reuven were to come with what's called a Tainasophic, he says, Reuven says, Shimon, I think you owe me a lot of money. And Shimon says, no, actually it's not, not a lot of money. I owe you $100. I think it was more like maybe a 1000 maybe 2000 I don't think you're telling the truth. I think you really owe me much more money. And Shimon says, uh, well, what exactly are you suggesting? You owe me more money, says Ruven. Well, Shimon says, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Maybe in your mind you thought $100 was more, but that's what I owe you. Now in that case, one could argue Ruven has made a large claim. Shimon has made a partial admission. So he's what's called a moda mixus He has made an admission, and in doing so, he creates a claimant. He gives credence to the claim that Reuven making. So now he should have to respond with a shavuah, saying, I only owe you a $100 and not any more. Comes the halach and says no. The only time that Reuven's claim is considered to be strong enough to necessitate a shavuah on behalf of Shimon is when it is an exact, certain, and confident sure claim. When it's an unsure, or uncertain, or lack of confidence claim. But I think maybe, which is called a tiny ein mashbiin oler klav. The Shoghnar says in that case, there's absolutely no kind of, of Shavua required at all. Now the, the, the Tur comments very interestingly. And he says, and I read to you the words of the Tur, so you understand. He says, he says I, I think that you owe me a money. Let's say a money is a hundred dollars. Or, this money, that I loaned you. Remember, I gave you a loan last year. Yeah, he says, edumali, I think Shalei Paratani. I think you didn't pay me back the money you owe me. So then, this is not a Ma'ida v'Miktas, but we have already discussed that there is another kind of shavua. This is what's called the shavua heses, the shavua that will incite, the shavua that will, in a way, serve to bring forth the truth. And we said that the shavua heses that the, the rabbinic shavua doesn't require a Ma'ida v'Miktas. So once again, says the tour, based on the same halacha. When is this the case? When the claim is a claim of vaday? When Ruben comes along and says, with absolute certainty and full confidence, Shimon, you owe me money! Not I think maybe you owe me money. Not remember the money I loaned you? Did you sure you paid it back? Maybe you didn't pay it. I think you didn't. So the fact that Shimon is not being abided by Mitzas, Which would we said under certain circumstances necessitate a shvuas heses? That too would not apply here. So the biblically required shvuah, the the minh Torah oath, which is the concept of meida bemiktas, when the person made a partial admission. That would not apply if the taina is not a vada, if it's not a, a, a claim that comes with certainty. And similarly, the kind of taina, the kind of claim which would usually require a response in the form of a shavuos heses, if it's not a certain claim, even if it deals with some kind of certainty, like I gave you a loan. Of course, I gave you a loan. I'm just not sure if you paid. I'm not. You might still owe me. That's not a claim which requires any kind of response at all. Now, another interesting thing is that the Miktas, when I acknowledge and I say, yes, you have a claim, but it's not nearly the kind of claim that you're making. You're a certain claim. Okay, remember, certain claim. You owe me a $1,000, says Ruvain. Shimon responds, they owe you $500. What does Shimon have to do now? Right, he has to pay $500. And what else does he have to do? He has to swear on the other $500. So another interesting thing is that if the maid of B'miktas is accosted, the person who is making this partial admission, he's accosted by his claimant. And Reuven says, Hey, Shimon, he says, you owe me five hundred dollars. And Shimon says, I, I owe you nothing. Here's the two hundred fifty dollars you loaned me last week, and I don't owe you anything. In other words, this is called in the language of the Gemara, halach. Helach means, we're not in a, in, a, in a dispute court situation where you make a claim and I respond to the claim. You say I owe, I'm saying, well, I do owe, but not exactly. In this situation, since Shimon responds immediately and he says, this is what I owed you, I owe you nothing now, in that case you would no longer become a moidah b'miktas min However, in that instance the rabbinic shvur, the rabbinic oath which we discussed, would apply, that's the concept of the shvur sheses. In the last detail about when this is uh, biblically mandated to make the shvur, you should know that the meidah b'miktas has to give a certain amount of, of, of value. The taina, the complaint and the, the denial and the acknowledgement, we have to be dealing with a certain modicum. And the, it's not a no, it's not a pruta. a pruta is a bare minimum value and for many, many things in halacha, the bare minimum of value the modicum of, of a value which is called a shava a pruta, literally like translates as like a penny's worth. So that would be sufficient. But here, when we're talking about the b'ayda he has to acknowledge a pruta, correct? He has to say, I owe you a pruta. That means I owe you the bare minimum. But, the yichper mo mo'in kesef. He has to deny, having owing, two measures of silver which are called a mo'. Uh, a pruta is considered to be whatever it would take for you to buy a half a barley corn. You know those little bags of barley? <laughs> like you buy for the challenge, you buy those little pearly, those little tiny barley, uh, barley's. a half a barley corn of silver, which is very little silver, of pure silver, that would be called a shava pruta. And what is tumayin? Tumayin would be the weight, the weight, it's not just the size, the weight, they're very, very light, they, don't, they weigh very little. The weight of 32 barley corns. Barley corns are almost exactly the same size. They weigh almost exactly the same. And therefore, when you average it in, you're always going to have approximately or more or less exactly the same. So the two the, the in means that there has to be 32 barley corns of pure silver. So you see, I don't, know, I don't know what this is worth today, and it wouldn't be of any value if I would tell you what it's worth today because silver is changing. Commodities are up, commodities are down. We have to, we have to look at silver, look at what pure silver costs. So that's, the point is that there has to be some, some, some value. A uh, din uh, which, court situation, which is based on virtually no money, very, very little money. Somebody makes a, a, a tiny claim, and is responding to this, you, you, owe me 50 cents, no, owe you a nickel. That's, this is not a maid of a us. And for this, we would not have to have a shwur. It has to be some kind of, of meaningful amount of money that's being denied. And only when there's a meaningful amount of money that's being dealt with that's in question, we, the admission to make somebody into a claimant a pruta is sufficient, correct. A pruta, just a pruta, if I, if I say I owe you a pruta, which is the big modicum of money, it's the same amount of money that's needed for various acquisitions, the, the, the value that's needed to affect a marriage when it's done because of, with the exchange of valuables, and various other things in Torah. So when I say, yes, I owe you a shove of pruta, half a barleycorn of silver, the weight of half a barley corn, tiny, a smidgen of silver, that in and of itself is already sufficient to create your status. To cement your position as a claimant. However, in order for me to have to swear about something, I have to take an oath. It has to be for something somewhat meaningful. So we don't look at sometimes in halacha. There's a difference between people are wealthy, people are poor. There's halachas in muktza, things which you can move or can't move in Shabbos, which depend on somebody's social standing and somebody's affluence. The various korbanos that sometimes depend. The various halachas where we take into con- consideration somebody's somebody's value. That's, I shouldn't say that. It's just somebody, somebody's wealth. How, how, how much money the person has and how much money would be meaningful. And then there are certain times and there's one size fits all. This is a, the basic premise is that if the discussion that we're having, the money that's in dispute, the money for which Reuven wants Shimon to swear, if it's less than two ma of silver, less than these 32 barley coins of silver, then in that case, it would be uh, a moot point and no Shavua would be required at all. And that, my friends, is a little more about the laws of Toy and Venetian. And this will comprise for us today the 306th shear of the learning of Rambo.